What's up, everybody, and welcome to our final preview of the 2022 NFL playoffs. This is sadly the last game of the season, and it should be a good one, though. And it's been an exciting season that will, will likely lead to an equally exciting offseason. But unfortunately, it's coming to a close, and our Sundays will never be the same until next August. Next August or this August? This August. Because the draw without football is really, like, the worst stretch of the year. Because there's literally no football news for, like, a good four months. Like, the draft is maybe like a month process and then all like the free agency period is maybe a month one month process but like other than that it's like literally no news no camp no nothing it's just dry no football news it's the worst <laughs> it's the worst doom and despair let's get into this preview super bowl preview the last one of this season Bengals versus the rams the line opened at the Bengals four-point underdogs with a 49.5 point over-under. And over-under has since decreased to 48.5 points. Now, I will say that I was looking at taking the under with the original 49.5, but with the 48.5, I'm probably looking over. The more I thought about it, I was leaning the over just to get the betting stuff started off with. But starting off with everything else, the nitty-gritty. The quote-unquote underdogs in the Bengals, everybody keeps saying they're underdogs, but, like, you can't really be an underdog if everybody is picking you to win. Like, they're technically the underdogs in this game in terms of the money line and spread because the spread is the four-point underdogs in a spread. And then I think they're plus 190 in the money line. Let me double-check that. They're plus 160, and the Rams are minus 190 in the spread. Or the money line, I mean. Right, but yeah, in their plus 160 in the money line, and in public opinion, I think it's the Rams who are really now the real underdogs of this game, because I know there's a lot of people who are picking the Rams, but like, a lot of the people I've talked to, I feel like the majority of the people I've talked to are picking the Bengals, and I mean, I, I get it, like, for good reason, like, if you've watched this playoff run that the Rams, or <laughs> the Bengals have been on, it's hard to pick against them because I picked against them in the last two games. I picked them in the Raiders game because I thought they were clearly the better team than the Raiders. But personally, I, I thought they had no business winning the last two games. I have been proven wrong. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> I've been proven wrong. I, I had a feeling in the Titans game that they could somehow beat the Titans because the Titans offense wasn't that like prolific. So I was like, okay, I can see them like beating the beating the Titans. But I, I still picked the Titans to win because I thought that Derrick Henry coming back, they were, you know, finally gonna try to make a run, but Ryan Tannehill don't got it. <laughs> like I saw I saw it for many years in Miami. I should have known <laughs> he don't got it. But the the Chiefs game like genuinely surprised me. Like I I thought the Chiefs had him beat. Even though I like, I don't think I yeah I didn't make a I didn't make a post about this or anything. I didn't record it, but the Bengals beat the Chiefs like literally earlier that month, and a lot of people were just picking the Chiefs to win. I picked the Chiefs to win because Patrick Mahomes. I think I did do a video. I feel like I did. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't remember, but like Bengals beat the Chiefs earlier that year. Or earlier that month. So it was really like not that much of a time period in between the last time they had beaten them. So I mean like realistically speaking, if you're on that team, it's like 
they didn't view themselves as the underdogs. Joe Burrow came out and said it like, we're not the underdogs. Like, we've never viewed ourselves as the underdogs. The rest of the world is just finally now catching up. And, I mean, like, I, I believe them. The way they play, they don't play like they're the underdogs. They, they don't play like they're the underdogs at all. They play like they're ready to be the best team in the league, which I don't believe they are. I, I will give them. I believe they're the second best team in the AFC. I don't think the Chiefs are number one. I, sadly, I think it's the Bills. They're in my division, but I feel like the Bills are the best team in the AFC, personally. And I think next year they're going to show that. They've just been like, it's like a, a pot of boiling water with the top on. And it's like, it's overflowing. <laughs> and Patrick, it, it was about to, like, the, the top was like, jiggling it was about to burst out and they were gonna win the super bowl but patrick mahomes slammed it shut he was like nah not this year buddy <laughs> but it's 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 still ready to explode like josh allen is when i saw him in the draft we're getting off topic but when i saw josh allen in the draft i personally wanted the dolphins to draft him because i saw his ability i was i i i was just like this guy has it like you you can't really explain it but when somebody has it, you, you, you can tell that they have it. Like, there, it's just a difference in the way they play, the, the way the decisions they make, like, the way people around them in, interact with them. It's just, it's just something about some people that you can just tell they got it. Tua got it, but that's another topic for another day. Tua, Tua definitely has it, though. <laughs> but I saw Josh Allen, and I was like, I want the Dolphins to draft this guy. And after the first couple of seasons, people were like, oh, Josh Allen is trash. Look what he look what he did in the playoffs. He stunk it up. I was like, bro, <laughs> just look. I've seen this guy do too much stuff. Like, I get it. He's a raw prospect. He has some stuff to work on, as this Tua. But, like, this is his second year in the NFL. Like, he has a long career ahead of him. Just give it some time. And he took over the league by storm in year three and... Well, now he's the best quarterback in the league right now. He's top three. Top three for sure. I don't know. Maybe Patrick Mahomes, it's a toss-up between those two, I feel like. Personally, I'm taking Josh Allen. But Matthew Stafford and Josh Allen is a real, like, it, that's the real toss-up. But we'll get into Matthew Stafford a little later in this. But anyway, <laughs> anyways, back on topic. <laughs> the Bengals' postseason run has been insane. Didn't think they were going to win any of those games other than the first one. But, I mean, this season they're 6-0 and as the underdogs, playoffs included. And when they're underdogs with three points or more, three-point underdogs or more, they're 6-0. and So, statistically speaking, they could probably win this game. Probably would. They're the odds favor to win this game if you're... Doing statistics like this. Because they're four-point underdogs in this. And they're shooting 100% from the field when they're three-plus-point underdogs. So, I mean, like, I wasn't a believer. I felt it was too early. Felt like it wasn't their time yet. Like, they shouldn't be there. I still, still, in some ways, I feel like Joe Burrow has no business being in the Super Bowl right now. But, I mean, like, can't say anything. He, They doing it. They're in the Super Bowl. I personally, I feel like it should be the Bills, but the Bengals are a very good football team. Joe Burrow is looking like a home run pick by the Bengals, and I mean, 
if they win it, I would not be surprised anymore. <laughs> I genuinely like they've proved me wrong and many others time and time and time again. Their defense is way better than anybody expected. I said they had an underrated defense, and they proved it against the Chiefs. They proved it against the Titans. They've been very opportunistic this season, their defense, and that's really what you need to make a deep playoff run in a Super Bowl win. You need a very good defense that's very opportunistic. You need a bit of luck, and you need a good offense. But the one thing I will say that has still been glaringly evident in all of their postseason games and throughout the season it's probably one of my biggest gripes about this team is they're poor in the red zone. And I know people will hop on the Bengals bandwagon and like, oh, Joe Burrow's amazing. He is amazing. Joe Burrow is Tom Brady-like, this and that. And I get it. I love Joe Burrow. <laughs> like, I, did, I didn't like him at first. I didn't believe. But, like, kid is on my respect. Like, can't say anything against, like, he's one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league right now. That's pretty hard to do. I'm, I'm a pretty picky guy with my quarterbacks. <laughs> like, my favorite quarterback was Andrew Luck. So, like, I feel like Joe Burrow reminds me of Andrew Luck in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, he reminds me of Andrew Luck. But, I mean, you can't be poor in the red zone. That's, like, the one place you have to be efficient like the red especially against this Rams team who is going to be scoring touchdowns the Rams <laughs> I don't think the Bengals defense is very good but I don't think they can stop the Rams there's a big difference between the Bills offense the Chiefs offense and the Rams offense and the biggest difference is it's not in the quarterbacks it's not in their Wide receivers, not in tight ends, not in the O-line. It's the running game. The Rams are extremely good at running the ball. So if they get a lead, they will run the clock out. You can't just score. And they're, they're going to score in the red zone. You can't keep scoring field goals. And expect to win football games. I've said this time and time. I've gotten bit in the butt saying this the past two times when they played the Titans and they played the Chiefs. But you can't keep <laughs> you can't keep winning football games just like as your main scoring source is field goals. You can, they have, but that's not a viable, reliable way to get wins. Especially against prolific offenses. Especially against prolific offenses. Like the Rams. They can score from anywhere. They are prolific. They are good in the red zone. If they get into the red zone, they're likely coming out with seven. <laughs> they are very likely. I I paid very close attention to it. I had their kicker in fantasy. Their kicker was pretty good. But most of his points came off of extremely long field goals if... They didn't really get into the red zone, maybe like 50, 40 yards away. So, like, they were close to the red zone, but they just settled for a field goal. But if they got into the red zone, most of his points came from, like, one-point touchdown scores. Like, they score at a prolific rate. They, I don't think the Bengals can keep up with that, especially against this defense. Now, yes, they have an amazing kicker, and he will probably kick seven field goals this game and win them the game by 30 points. <laughs> but 
This Rams defense is the best defense they've literally faced all season. You can you can check their schedule. It's easily the best defense they've faced all season long, playoffs included. And their offensive line isn't as bad as a lot of people make it out because they are like, oh, Bengals offensive line is horrendous. It's got it was horrendous last year, but they've gotten better. They've gotten a lot better this year. Now it's still not like an amazing group, but. Damn you, computer notifications. But it's not an amazing group, but they're like they're competent. I would say they're about middle of the pack, if not a little bit below average. But I would say they're either average, slightly above average, or slightly below average. They're around that like range group. And I don't think they're going to be able to perform against this Rams D-line. Aaron Donald is consistently double-teamed, triple-teamed, quadruple-teamed, I've seen. And you've got Von Miller on the other side. You've got Leonard Floyd. It's going to be hard to stop. It's going to be very hard to stop. Especially Aaron Donald. The Dolphins single-handedly made the guy defensive player of the year last year. Not this season, last season. There was a picture going around. <laughs> you can search it up. There's a picture. The Dolphins put four people on Aaron Donald. It may have been five, honestly. <laughs> it may have been five. But they put, like, four people on Aaron Donald. It was crazy. Like, that picture probably single-handedly won him defensive player of the year. They only rushed three. And I think they – I don't know if they got – I don't remember if they got pressure, but I feel like they got pressure. Not from Aaron Donald, of course. You put four people on that guy, you better hope – this guy does not get pressure because there are bigger problems that you guys got to worry about. If you're putting four people on Aaron Donald, he's still getting pressure. But he's yeah, he's arguably the greatest defensive player of all time. I don't like if he gets a ring, you could you could make a very good argument for him being the very the greatest defensive player of all time. I think he's the best player in the league, plain and simple. Like I I get when Brady was in, people say Brady, people say Patrick Mahomes. But, like, other than, like, now Patrick Mahomes isn't even regarded by many as the best quarterback in the league. I feel very strongly that Aaron Donald is the best player in the league right now. Not any quarterback. I feel like he's the best player. If he gets and if he gets a ring, that's, like, solidifying his legacy. I mean, obviously he wants more than one, but just getting one is, that's huge for your legacy. It's not just a defensive line. Like, their offense, I kept saying it, their offense is crazy. <laughs> the Bengals' defense is going to have their hands full trying to slow down this offense. And, like, I raved about Patrick Mahomes' arm talent. Like, I came on here. You can check out, I believe it was the wild card one. No, not the wild card. The Chiefs weren't in the wild card. It was the divisional round. It was the divisional round one. Patrick Mahomes can do anything he wants. <laughs> you, look at the Bills game. Look at the tape. Patrick Mahomes was doing some incredible stuff. But Matthew Stafford, a lot of people didn't watch the Lions games. They just heard about the talent of Matthew Stafford. But Matthew Stafford is one of the most talented quarterbacks I've ever watched with my own eyes. In 2016, the Lions went 9-7. and seven. Eight of those wins came from comeback victories in the fourth quarter. Like, I think that's the NFL record. He has what you many consider the strongest arm in the league, and he can make any throw that is possible and impossible. (laughs) 
Like, the league just let him join a super team that has Odell. Cooper Cup was already pretty good. Jo- Jared Goff was holding them back, I feel like. Because Cooper Cup, uh, the year that they went to the Super Bowl, I believe, he was top five. And I'm pretty sure, in statistics, he was at least top nine, top eight. And then the year after that, he had a big dip. Because Jared Goff, obviously. But now he's back and people are all surprised. Like, oh my gosh, Cooper Cup came out. and No. <laughs> Cooper Cup was always that guy. People just didn't believe it. They had to see it with their own eyes. <laughs> he was hooping with Jared Goff. Like, come on now. You you hoop with Jared Goff and... I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown is another name to watch out. Just, just throwing that out there. He, he heated up late into the season when play calling switched over from one team or from one coordinator to another. They switched it up, and Amon Ross St. Brown unleashed. He had a very he had a very quietly good rookie season with Jared Goff. So <laughs> just throwing that out there. But yeah, Cooper Cup was the real deal before. People like people thought it would be Robert Woods. I was like, no, <laughs> Robert Woods is very good. But if you look at who Matthew Stafford liked. On, in Detroit, on the Lions, like who he would target, Cooper Cup is going to be the guy. I didn't think he would go this crazy. But before the season started, I had him statted out as a top 10 wide receiver again. A lot of people called me crazy. They were like, bro, Robert Woods is going to blah, 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 blah. Like, I like Robert Woods, but Cooper Robert Woods is one of the reasons Cooper Cup turned into who he is. He came, came straight from his mouth. But Cooper Cup is that guy. But, like, yeah, bro, <laughs> back to Matthew Stafford. Insane talent. He, him and Andrew Luck were some of my favorite quarterbacks in the league. Andrew Brees. <laughs> but Matthew Stafford was, like, going into shootouts every game he played. It like, it was crazy. If the Lions had a good defense, even a competent defense, they would have been to the playoffs so many times, I feel like. And this just feels like Matthew Stafford's year to get a ring. Like, many on that team are playing for their legacy. Matthew Stafford is playing for his legacy. Odell is playing for his legacy. At this point, Cooper Cup can make an argument he's playing for his legacy. If he keeps this up and he gets a ring, he, a, a lot of these people could be Hall of Fame bound. Aaron Donald is playing for his legacy. Von Miller is playing for another ring. Jalen Ramsey is playing for a ring. Like, I get the Bengals are playing for a ring, too, but... Like, they are a very young team. They still have what they feel like they could make a run again and again and again. And I feel the Rams can say the same thing. But a lot of these Rams players are getting up there in age. This may be their last opportunity to get a ring. They are going to be playing hard. <laughs> like, I, I don't think it'll be, like, a blowout or by any means. But I do think the Bengals are going to struggle to move the football. I do think they'll put up points in the end, though. They'll put up a good fight, but I think the Rams will be too much for them. And I I have it hidden over. It's, it's 48 and a half. I have it hidden over. The over. <laughs> but I think the final score is going to come out to be 30 to 24 Rams. And I think the Bengals have to be, if they want to win this football game, they have to be better at pass blocking, and they have to be efficient in the red zone. Like, if they're scoring field goals and the Rams are scoring touchdowns, this game is going to get very out of hand very quickly. And though I will say, it's going to throw this in there. 
Just, just going to throw the, these two pieces of information out there. If I know anything about my football team, the Miami Dolphins, and our luck, the Bengals will win this game. <laughs> the owner of Miami came out. Some news came out. He was trying to tank for a quarterback. That quarterback was Joe Burrow. So, and we obviously didn't get Joe Burrow. So, it'd be the most Dolphins thing ever, the most Dolphins luck ever for the very quarterback that we failed to tank for and try to pick him number one. We also tried to trade three first-round picks to the Bengals for Joe Burrow. They said, nah, fuck out of here. <laughs> but we, we were trying to get Joe Burrow. It would be the most Dolphins thing ever for that guy to win a ring in his first ever healthy season. Like, just off of that, I have fear in my heart that Joe Burrow is going to win and he's going to prove me wrong yet again. Even though I'll be cool with Joe Burrow winning a Super Bowl. I just personally want Matthew Stafford to have a Super Bowl more. <laughs> because I saw what he struggled through in the Lions. And I feel like he deserves a Super Bowl just for that. <laughs> like, if the Bengals win a Super Bowl, because teams get, I think it's like 158 rings that they can give out to whoever. If they win, they need to give Matthew Stafford a, super, a ring just because. I feel like that little low-key be disrespectful, but... Matthew Stafford deserves a ring in my eyes. Also, second piece of information. This one is really like the damning one, honestly. I don't know why this guy keeps doing this. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know why I said I don't know. Like, the Drake curse. Drake, I don't know if he's aware of this curse. No clue if he's aware of it. But Drake has routinely bet on teams very publicly and they lose majority of the time i i don't know if he's shooting 100 percent from the field in like the drake curse efficiency but it's pretty damn close i know <laughs> every team that i've seen him personally like that i've paid attention to that he publicly like endorsed or any sport any person like any fight anything sports-wise that he's publicly endorsed that I've seen, the other team won or person. <laughs> and it's He literally, I just saw, he put three bets on the Rams, three separate bets on the Rams. Like, bro, <laughs> you, can't, you can't keep doing this. Like, if I knew about this curse, personally, I would stay away from betting on the Rams because Odell is his boy. Like, you are literally sabotaging him. Drake is a double agent at this point. How are you going to do this to Odell? <laughs> like, are, you currently are aware of the curse that is in your name, sir? Jeez. <laughs> Drake is a menace. But yeah, I'm just throwing that out there. Just throwing those two. Like the Bengals are no longer the underdogs in my eyes. The Rams are the real underdogs. <laughs> the Rams are real underdogs. But anyway, that's all we have for today. Hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs>